The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're going to talk about things coming up in the future with regard to gold and silver, your favorite assets and our favorite assets here at Guildhall Wealth. But let's talk about the week that was. It does seem, Jerry, that the buy season is in full swing. By the way, I'm Jeremy Wiseman. This is Jerry Karaya. The buy season, full swing. Where are we at so far this week on gold and silver? Positive weeks on both precious metals, silver, I started the week at about $22.60 US. We're finishing up this week at $23.30 USD. Up and up, well over the 50-day moving average, up 3% so far. So good. And on gold, starting the week at $19.20 USD, up to about $19.80. Looks, it's pointing to the 2000 mark, the big psychological $2,000 gold. Both metals up 3% this week. So started the week off really well, and uh, it'll likely continue the themes of geopolitics and assets moving into safe havens is uh, taking uh, taking the center stage, obviously, and we're continually watching what's going on in the Middle East. Our thoughts and prayers are going out there. Um, but yeah, it's just moving away from risky assets at the moment and into the safety of uh, precious metals. A lot of news this week. Uh, there was a new surge in U.S. Treasury yields this week. The 10-year U.S. Treasury note climbed above 4.9% for the first time since the, since 2007, while the 30-year offering 5.05%, also a 16-year peak. Experts say this could climb higher. And Jamie Dimon's out there again from J.P. Morgan. He's citing the citing more stagflation and the in the wars. And he was quoted as saying, this may be the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades. So this is, this is partly the reason why we're seeing a move out of safe, out of uh, riskier assets, Jeremy, and into the safety of precious metals. Of course, it's not just the individuals doing it. Central banks are doing it. Ah. We've talked at length on this show about how many central banks continue to buy physical gold to add to their coffers. And we should simply follow the smart money. It's not every central bank doing it. Canada's central bank isn't doing it. I don't believe the American uh, central bank is doing it either. But central banks around the world, China, Eastern European countries, a lot of the BRICS nations continue to add gold. And you have to ask, why are they doing it? Now, our contention would be that gold is being refinancialized. It's becoming part of the financial system again. It's being remonetized. And the Bank of International Settlements laid that out several years ago. And I think that we're starting to see that come to fruition now. And there's going to be some big changes. We're seeing big changes around the world. I think that with regard to the news this week, uh, obviously, we're celebrating a little bit on the gold and silver. But I think it's also important to not react necessarily to everything that's going on, especially it feels like the media wants you to react very strongly. And I think that we want to try to temper the, the responses of ourselves all the time so that we can see a, a little more clearly about what's happening. You know, I was talking, I was talking with my colleague the other day about, um, about people who own precious metals 
and I'm, uh, you're gonna you're gonna agree with this. You're gonna understand what I mean right away. So in in the registered accounts, you have to pay for your storage, and we'll send out a reminder. Questrade will send out a reminder if the cash in the account is you know needs some funding. Some clients will say, "Got got the notification, sent the funds." Right. Right. It's basically saying that they're comfortable with the position. They've got the right perspective. They like what they're seeing. Maybe they're ahead, maybe they're not, but they're just got it. Go send the funds. Mm-hmm. We get other clients, call us, email us. Great, sell what you need to sell. Do I need to sell an ounce? I'll sell an ounce of gold. It's fine. The, the accounts are taking care of themselves. A lot of the times, most of the times in that situation, you know, the market's moved up and people are comfortable with their position. And then there's other clients, maybe they're not ahead yet. Maybe they are, and maybe they've got things going on in their life, and they're looking at numbers, and they're not seeing the percentages, and they're saying, I need to send in $500. That irritates me, period, right? There's a lack. Sometimes there can be a lack of perspective in why you're holding something, right? Mm-hmm. I know for myself, Jerry, I can't tell you how many times I bought gold over the years, and the price tanked right after I bought it. Happens all the time for me. <laughs> but in the fullness of time, you see how things progress and you gain a perspective and this was my whole point you gain a perspective and you say it's okay i see where i see where this is all headed so at least here at the real money show we see where this is all headed with regard to a new financial system and and what's going to have value that's a big thing as well people don't understand value you see people dealing with real estate all the time it's a surprise to them that the market is where it is you say, you know, if you understand gold, you understand the value of things because they don't tell you what the value of the Canadian dollar is. It's not just 1.37 against the U.S. There's a value. What is the value? Does anything back it up besides gold that we don't have? Because it's not gold. What is it, crown land? Oh, okay, so if we get into trouble, we'll sell our sovereignty. <laughs> Pretty much. So what's the value of it? I, I wonder the same thing sometimes about Bitcoin. Because with Bitcoin, what's 35000 What's $30,000? Do you understand what that is? If you had to spend, if you could not buy Bitcoin unless you could fork over the full $30,000, would you do it? I was listening to Patrick Ben-David. He's got a great valuetainment on, yeah. on YouTube. He was talking about 80,000 Bitcoin millionaires have disappeared in the past year. I saw that statistic. 80,000 Bitcoin millionaires. People, that was, that was keeping the Rolex watch market levitated, the fancy car market levitated, the $3 million home market levitated. That's a lot of millionaires, 80,000 millionaires. And th- those markets are not really levitating anymore, the luxury market. Um, according to Patrick Ben David, Bitcoin has lost a hundred people have lost a hundred trillion dollars in Bitcoin in the last year. And people have lost three trillion dollars out of their retirement funds in the last six months. So when we want to talk about when we want to talk about stagflation and where we're at right now, I think it's probably a time to consider being defensive. Now here's a question for you, Jerry. Let's say I want to be defensive. Let's say I'm looking at my portfolio saying, oh my gosh, I, I better make some changes. But I'm just seeing gold and silver are up 3% this week. Am I too late? Is, isn't the price of gold expensive at almost $2,000 an ounce? 
Not in not at the stage of interest rate hike cycles for the U.S. We need to understand what moves gold and silver and how they react. Gold and silver move in the opposite direction of the U.S. dollar index. And over the past year and a half, the U.S. has been raising interest rates, boosting that allure of the U.S. dollar. And as a result, gold and silver has had a headwind over it, keeping it tempered. Now, it is common consensus that the U.S. Federal Reserve is at its peak for interest rate hikes. And something may justify a rate cut. And I'll get into some of the statistics now, considering how these restrictive yields will be the Federal Reserve's Waterloo moment. These higher yields and tighter lending conditions are going to be the detriment to the central bank. So things will have to flip. And when the U.S. dollar begins to, to descend because of rate cuts, the ascension in precious metals will begin. We're not seeing any rallies yet. This is just positive days. We're having good days. It's still under $2,000. We're below $2,550 silver. Once that 2050 mark for gold and silver starts to ascend up over that, that's when we see the rally, Jeremy. So this is, we're not early at all. We are at the right time, at the right place, at the right time for metals, metals uh, investors. Congratulations for those who got in the, involved this week before the rallies because you're not, you're not too late. We're, you're just in time. So the other thing I'm hearing from you is sort of a return to inflation transitory. In other words, the narrative is playing a big part in what has kept the prices down a little bit over the last six months or whatnot, but that the narrative will change. And when it does, things can happen very quickly in the market. This is all we're seeing, broken narratives, broken indicators. The, the U.S. unemployment figures are broken. The inflationary indicator is broken. Broken narratives from lower for longer to now higher for longer for interest rate hikes. And inflation is... is is um is what four percent it's four percent it's 3.8 in canada come it's on come down right people see right through this we shop and prices are not up uh 3.8 percent and in fact products and the things we buy we're seeing shrink shrinkflation and skimflation they're replacing ingredients making us more and more unhealthy this is not good you know the other thing you can look at with precious metals to understand if they're undervalued or overvalued is ratios what's the dow gold ratio how many ounces of gold to buy a house what's the debt to gold ratio lots of these things to be able to understand the the value of gold because once you yes you there's a price for gold but it's what does it buy you how many ounces to buy certain stuff so for us gold and silver it's real money it's a great way to store wealth it's been that way for thousands of years especially during turbulent times so if you have not acquired any physical precious metals consider go consider going to guildhallpreciousmetals.com we've got these combos where you can start off really small get a little bit of product in your hand and then you can start to feel your way into the market maybe even look at a registered account like an rsp or tfsa we'll give some details further in the show but it has to be physical remember if you cannot hold it you don't own it it's got to be physical you don't want the counterparty risk you want the complete ownership of your product the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com more to come on the real money show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, by the way, before we we jump into some other stuff, did you hear about Bank of America this week? They've been in the news quite a bit. So they're closing fifty four branches, but that's not the that's not really the news. The news is that they've got one hundred and thirty one billion of unrealized losses. This is a huge thing to think about with these major banks in the States. I mean, this one they've put out there. The information has got out there. But you know that a lot of the other banks also have unrealized losses. They've got a lot of cash. So if someone comes to them and says, hey, I want to take my money out, they can they can do that. They can cover that. Yeah. They can cover that. So it's not going to be a repeat. Like a Silicon Valley Bank or something like that. Yeah, it's not going to be a repeat of that. But it doesn't mean that they're doing that great either. No. So you could be driving the fancy car, but your credit card is maxed. That's right. That's right. And you don't have a way out of it. Yeah, especially during these earn- the earnings season that we're in right now. They're not profiting. So what do you think is going to happen? You think the Fed is going to have to come in again and buy back all their toxic assets like they did in 2008? Well, that's what Ray Dalio said this week. Uh, that's, the only, that's what he said. He predicts uh, just a return of the money printing spree. Um, he had an interview with uh, with Fox this week and how the Fed is going to continue to lose money as it keeps interest rates higher for longer. Remember that. That's the Federal Reserve. That's actually losing money because of all that debt. They're paying so much interest on all that debt with very little revenue coming in. So it's a joke. But they'll have eventually no resort to extreme money printing. Extreme. Because they've already did rounds of money printing. Meanwhile, they're already doing money printing, right, Jeremy? The, the wars are going on. They're doing fiscal spending. Actually, you know... There was um, that Republican, his name's Kennedy. I saw a clip. He was on he was on Fox News, and he said that Biden's administration has already sent over $3 billion. I don't mm-hmm. know where they got it from. I didn't get into the details. I think they got it from another entity. I know they, they got money from the UN. They're getting money from, from different sources right now because they can't get it from Congress. Right. Um, they have their means. Well, they're 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 getting it from whatever source is possible that they can. They're using whatever means they can. Maybe from the proceeds of the Rothschilds and the uh, Soros uh, assets forfeiture. Well, that was seizure. that was yeah no that was the Rothschilds selling at Sotheby's and everybody glitched on that saying what do, what do you mean you, this the things that you're selling wouldn't you put that in a museum and get the tax receipt. Exactly. But you're selling it. It's very reminiscent of the Hunt Brothers in 1980 because the problem with the Hunt Brothers is they didn't corner the market, but they did get involved in margin. Mm -hmm. And so they're very rich. They're very rich, but they didn't actually have the cash, right? They They were rich on the books. They had assets, but they didn't have the cash. And so that's that's what you're potentially seeing. I don't know with with the Rothschilds. On another note, though, you did see that the that Soros is shuttering a whole bunch of his philanth. I used the very loose <laughs> air quotes on philanth philanthropy. But charity. Um, what charity? Yeah. So there's there's some interesting things happen. Look, Venezuela. They sold the the Biden administration sold off all of the strategic oil reserves, petroleum reserves. Mm-hmm. So they go to Venezuela with their hat in hand. They say, listen, I, I know we sanctioned you and everything like that, but we kind of need your oil. 
I know. So, I, I know we put in a new leader last year, Guaido, <laughs> and formally acknowledged him as the president. But you know what, Maduro, I'm here to visit you once again in Caracas. Yeah, and th- and here's the thing: we we need the oil. We want to do business, but you've got kind of a reputation for stealing elections. <laughs> so tell you what, why don't why don't why don't we, the Biden administration, monitor your elections for you? Yeah, use these machines instead. Yeah, use these <laughs> these smartmatic machines, and and uh, you know, good. We know that you'll have free and fair elections because we're monitoring them. Right. <laughs> uh, it's just it's, it's it's a joke. And then actually, what also is in the news, I saw that Germany is firing up the coal plants right for 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 winter. They're not going to depend on anybody this year. They're saying, listen, we – and actually, speaking of that, they came to Canada and said, can we get some natural gas? <laughs> Canada said, no, no, we don't want to – Germany? What? <laughs> A European country? We don't want to sell you anything. It's crazy. What are they? Are, are they communists? Are they terrorists? No, it's Germany. So Germany had to go to Qatar. There you go. It's this Canada the, want to sell it. They would have given it for free because that's what Canada does. We just like to give things away for free. There's a lot of good things happening and there's a lot of crazy things happening. And I, I like the crazy things in a way because it does help people wake up. Um, you need to see the crazy things go on because a lot of people have been sleeping and they see crazy things and they go, that is crazy. Not selling, not selling natural gas to, to Germany is crazy. So you, you think about that. You say, well, what else is crazy? And you start to see everything else that's crazy, like the Maduro <laughs> stuff. That's crazy. Selling off the petroleum reserves. That's crazy. There's a lot of crazy. But then there's a lot of great things going on, too. Central banks are buying gold. The BRICs are making moves. You see all these people quitting <laughs> in, in, in Congress and whatnot. People being exposed left, right, and center. We, right. we mentioned Congress. Everyone knows how much money all those Congress uh, men and women are making off of the war stocks. That's right. They're making millions. And everybody sees it. So everyone see everybody knows as everybody as, knows. As they say. So what else you got, Jerry? What's what's crazy was just after the FOMC meeting last week, uh, the Federal Federal Reserve reiterated this this mantra, this narrative of higher for longer mantra. Uh, they're obviously being helped with the with the unemployment figures that came out very shiny. So they upgraded, get this, they upgraded its economic forecast to include, quote unquote, no recession scenario. So the, now the Federal Reserve is saying, guys, I got another one for you. No recession. <laughs> this is coming right after our Tiff Macklem, our governor, says, guys, we're not heading towards a serious recession at all. Not a serious one. I'm making 400000 a year, so it's not going to be a serious one for me. I don't know about you, but... These narratives. They also locked in their mortgage 10 years ago. That's right. They're on a 10-year mortgage. But this is crazy, uh, crazy signs that we're in. It's crazy times. And and in fact, we're just looking back at, um, you know, yesterday was 36 years since Black Monday and something that the Mike Maloney team at Gold Silver are looking at. They were just reviewing some of the things that happened back uh, back in that time, you know, what was happening back then in, in the 19, 1987, um, and this was on October 19th, 1987, where Black Monday occurred, the, the stock market plummeted 22.6%. 
but what happened before the crash? It's very, it echoes to today. There was, uh, the stock markets were roaring, well, not so much now, but the, there was a euphoria. How, however, beneath the surface, there are whispers of, of bursting bubbles growing louder and louder. louder. And then there was some news about something that shook investor confidence. Uh, the U.S. government reveals a trade deficit that's larger than anyone expected. The dollar takes a hit. Then there was a triple witching day. That's a, that's a, that's a time when stock options, stock futures, and options all expire on the same day. So it was a huge volatility. In that time, the markets couldn't happen. Everything was selling off. The markets collapsed that day. Everyone was trying to raise cash. Even gold sold off immediately. But what gold does after these market crashes is the point that Mike Maloney and, and we here want to talk about is how well gold performs after crashes. And, they, it, and, and gold out, outshone almost everything. Gold appreciated roughly 50-fold during the 70s. Um, and, and even since 2000, gold is quietly up over 500%, outshining popular asset classes like stocks, bonds, and real estate by a wide, wide margin. But what happened after Black Monday? It caused the regulators to come out and revamp trading protocols and introducing the circuit breakers. So if there's ever a, a rush to the door, they just shut it down. And then the Federal Reserve came to action. So that was then. But what we're seeing right now, you mentioned in the previous section. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the regulators, the Federal Reserve, they're like my five-year-old playing a game. They like to change the rules consistently, always in their favor, while you're in the midst of everything that's happening. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly what they are. And then you're standing there um, like Tom Cruise and a few good men saying, I want the truth. And, and then they're all saying, you can't handle the truth. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. They're saying you can't handle the truth. We we have to lie. You have to understand. They have to lie to you because you can't handle it. Mm -hmm. But we already know what's happening. We know that they've got $35 trillion in debt. You want, The debt in 1980 when gold went to $850 an ounce, it was 850 to $1 trillion in debt. Today it's at thirty-five trillion. That would put gold at twenty-eight thousand dollars an ounce. That's it. That would put gold at twenty-eight thousand dollars an ounce. Now you could sit there and say, "Well, there's no way gold can get there." I don't know. I think that's four times where we are right now. Right. I think it's four or five it. times. Now here's a question: What would it take for Bitcoin to go up four times? That would be uh, thirty-five to seventy, seventy to one forty, one forty to. 280, 280,000 for something I, I still can't buy a pizza with. Yeah. Right? I mean, most people can't. Maybe, maybe in originally you could. I don't know. It was wallet to wallet. Now there's all these exchanges. And again, you put, you, you take your, you take your crypto out of your wallet. You're messing with your life. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, they're introducing the Bitcoin, the news of the Bitcoin ETF. And, for anyone in the inside who knows, ETFs are a bad move for bad move for prices. This is why we're seeing we're watching the flow out of metals ETFs like the GLD and the SLV because the physical is the underlying asset that will keep those ETFs afloat. The Bitcoin ETF, I mean, that's going to be total manipulation from here on in. Yeah, but you have to understand something, Jerry. The Simpsons ah. are predicting massive prices for Bitcoin. So then 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 it's going to be massive <laughs> like forget it it's because right. if, if they say it's going to happen it's going to happen i guess so 
they have a good track record. But anyways, back to this Black Monday scenario. So obviously the regulators rushed, raced out and put in put in some safety mechanisms. Fast forward to today, and we're seeing the exact same thing. You mentioned the Bank of International Settlements, which is the bank of all central banks. They, they are now focused in on what is on your balance sheet. Do you have tier one capital on your balance sheet? Well, what is tier one capital? That's cash or gold. If you don't have it, you need it. What's on your balance sheet? What is on the balance sheet? Last week, this is what prompted us to make that video. We, you know, the Bank of Canada said that we're not heading towards a serious recession. Well, let's see what's on the balance sheet. You know, someone posted this week an accountant that shows that the Bank of Canada is $3.1 billion in the hole. So we go over to the CDIC website, the Canadian Deposit Insurance Corporation, and they hold very little cash, but a lot of these things called investment securities. I don't know what that is. I don't know if the Bank of International Settlements would like those investment securities if they are even securities or if it's tier one capital but the the theme here is what is on your balance sheet do you own tier one capital if not now is the time to own capital that is tier one that is liquid and decoupled from all of the financial madness all of the lies all of these narratives that get broken all of these broken instruments of inflation gold is a tier one capital asset that will always be there and that will drive into a super cycle that we're going to be talking about very soon. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. There's lots of ways to get involved. We always recommend getting in small, starting small. Buy a tube of maples, maybe an ounce of gold. Get your feet wet. See what the how the prices work, what it feels like to have that physical product in your hand. And this would be the type of product you take home, self-store. It's, it's not a crazy amount. And then from there you'll feel your way through because because comfort breeds confidence. And if you do something a few times, you'll get a sense of how it works. You'll have some skin in the game. You'll, you'll be more cognizant of what's going on in the markets. You'll wanna know more about what's going on and it just feeds on itself, it's great. And I always find people are, are excited to get more product in the market. They start with maybe maybe an orphaned Lira account, you know, they left a company and it's being managed and they want to self-manage and they want to control it for the first time. So they put it into precious metals. They see how that process goes. They like that they get their inventory report fully allocated, fully segregated, segregated. And then they call us, they say, you know what? I want to, I want to transfer over an RSP. I want to transfer over this TFSA and they start making additional moves. It's all about comfort at this time. You want to feel protected. You want to feel like you can sleep at night. You want to feel like you've taken care of your wealth and you've taken care of your family's future. And gold is nobody's counterparty risk. What we think we have in the bank is is a risk. I can't go in and take out tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars from the bank right away. They don't have cash. And if you and if they did want to and if you did want to if you were able to get it out, they'd be asking you a million questions about it. So what's actually in there? And we've talked about this. There's, they have unrealized losses. We don't really know what their books are like. So how do, we, how do we insulate ourselves? How do we protect ourselves from the next crisis? Which we're hurtling towards another crisis. It's going to happen at some point here. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to unfold. But raising interest rates, we've talked about something's going to break. Eventually, they'll turn their they'll turn their attention to whatever the new crisis is. We want to be out of that game. 
Now, the opportunity is that when all of this does happen, we're going to see a move into metals like you've never seen before. Your aunt, your uncle, your Uber driver, they're all going to be jumping into the market. No one's going to be able to get any product. Meanwhile, the price of gold is already trading at $4,000. Silver is probably trading at $150 an ounce at that point. There's such a great opportunity in this market because they're so undervalued. There's such a limited amount of product at any given time. And so this market could take off so quick. It's explosive. You've got to get in before that. It's better to be a month early than a day late. So give us a call. The number is one silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. I want to talk a little bit about depository storage. At Guildhall, we handle depository storage. What does that mean? It means that if you're, you get to a point where you can only store so much physical product at home. It's great to have some physical product at home. We like to call it sometimes Mad Max money. You never know if ATMs break down, you've got maples, you're, you're good. And some, some would say, well, how, how would I know anyone would accept these type of things? And you say, listen, wait till there's a crisis and you'll find out what people really know about gold and silver. They're not going to accept anything else. So it, it's, it's okay to have some physical product at home. But when it comes to registered accounts, it has to be allocated. It has to be segregated. And if you want to store over 500 ounces of silver or over 20 ounces of gold, you want to start looking for something that's going to give you the direct ownership that you want. It's going to give you full allocation segregation. It's going to give you the ability to liquidate on a phone call. It's going to give you insurance and security and everything that you need, uh, liquidity, all of these things. And that's what we offer at Guildhall. And we use Brinks. And just an interesting little thing about Brinks over the last few years, we were reluctant to start using them for some reason. We started using them, I think, three, three and a half years ago. And um, <clears throat> things were happening in the markets, and, and we, we wanted to make a change. And we started using Brinks, and we couldn't have been happier to make the, to make the change. They're so professional. They're, they do an unbelievable job. Very responsive. We, we utilized the Brinks up in Peterborough. And uh, apparently at the time, it wasn't doing so well. Really? And we came in. Uh, they said, hey, we've got this vault for you if you want to use this. We said, yeah, let's use it. Let's start going. And I know we're not the only client, but they're hiring more people out there. Wow. So it's, it's no longer just a quiet little, little operation. It's getting bigger and bigger. I like to think that's because people continue to buy physical gold and silver in their registered accounts, and they want to know that they can go and personally audit their holdings. And, you know, people do it. Not everybody, but we have a few people a month who decide, hey, I want to go visit my product. I want to hold it in my hand. Guess what? You can absolutely do that. You can go to the vault and personally hold it in your hand. That's a, it's annoying for us to put it all together. I'll be honest. It's an administrative <laughs> nightmare, but, but it's a service. It is. We, we want to offer that service because 
there's nothing better than when a client's gone to visit their product and they come back to you and they say, wow, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell my family about this because there is nothing in your investment portfolio that you can hold personally in your hand that is physically and personally allocated to you. That's right. Nothing. So Brinks does an incredible job. We're so happy with them. We're continuing to grow. We're building our, our relationship with them as we speak. We'll have some news to, to talk about in a few weeks' time. So we're very excited about that. If you, if you want to make sure that your product is fully allocated, segregated, inventory report, fully insured, fully secured, buy and sell on a phone call, you want to give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Pass it to you, Jerry. You know what? I think... With regards to the depository, you know, we can we, t we can talk the talk, you know, and I, th I think when people do make that step and realize that they can now hold physical product, their product for the first time, analyze the integrity, analyze the bar numbers, and to know that you're doing this action, this is a signal that these bars are legally yours because at the end of the day, you're not allowed to go visit my product at the vault. These are yours. And it's a very important exercise because we understand that trust is really down the drain. And even though our service is impeccable here at Guildhall and we try our very best to please everyone, I think the, the audit is really the cherry on top that solidifies it. So you need to give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. Well, we've got a lot more to come here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, did you see that article on Zero Hedge about the white diamond manufacturer they they do the the manufactured ones no what was that about um that they're going bankrupt wow and I, I i was reading i'm looking at that and I'm thinking yeah of course because white diamonds aren't that rare to begin with either so if you're going to manufacture a bunch those can't be too rare either <laughs> um no wonder it was it was destined to not be such a great market in that sense wow how rapid the you know it's fu it's funny you know the founding of america was was due to beads that's what they did they used beads because they were really hard to manufacture until all of a sudden you could manufacture them like that and then they were worthless so that's how they that's how they got the land in in new york was by selling beads to the to the natives at the time it's very interesting so it's just one of these things that manufactured things um, can quickly be replaced. Correct. So the white diamond market in general has actually been falling lately, but you never see that in the natural fancy color diamond market because it's just too rare. It's just too rare. You know, you need over 10,000 white diamonds to find a single color diamond, and that does not make it even an investment. That just means it's a color diamond. Right. It could be, it could be a fancy light diamond. Well, that doesn't do anything. Could be a fancy light SI that's 0.18, which is like Melly. So it doesn't it doesn't qualify. You need to get to one tenth of one percent of the diamonds out there are going to give you color, and that's where the rarity is. And these take billions of years to to be produced in 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 the earth. 
billions of years. I don't know why we're always fighting nature thinking we can control it, right? <laughs> right. Just like the Federal Reserve trying to control the nature of money. You're not going to do it. Natural fancy colored diamonds are so absolutely rare that you, there's little to no volatility in it. There's just been nice gains. There's been plateaus from time from time to time. But overall, they just keep, keep rising in price. You know, I remember we've, we've sold an intense pink 0.30, something like that. So a little over a quarter carat, $22,000. they are selling almost $60,000 in, in 10 years. I mean, this is a great way to protect wealth long term. Now, it's not liquid. It's not liquid like your gold and silver. I don't think everything has to be liquid. Do you? It certainly does. I mean, it, it doesn't at all because this is generational wealth. This is the way we round out your hard asset portfolio with a natural fancy color diamond because you want to be able to pass something easily on to the next generation. You want to be able to transport real wealth assets if you need to pivot in life. And this is an asset class that is, is going to be there for you. It's an asset that stands the test of time. And it's an asset that performs when inflation ravages portfolios. During the 70s, it was real assets that, that appreciated. And it's the super cycle that J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs and, and Bank of America are calling this decade since 2020. We're on a commodities bull run cycle. So these assets that cannot be fabricated or manufactured are going to do very well. And there is no other way to round out a great gold and silver portfolio than a natural fancy color diamond. Your gold and silver are your liquid forms of, if you do need that liquidity, you could sell off an ounce of gold, a couple ounces of gold very, very quickly. But uh, we would, when that time comes after a tenure of hold for a stone, we can definitely help you find that right buyer. We can help you get that diamond sold. And this is what we do here at Guildhall. Yeah, you know, we have a just over half a carat fancy deep emerald cut. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous diamond, VVS1, which is incredible clarity for a pink diamond. And uh, this was an Argyle Tender Diamond. They only. At, at the Argyle Tender Diamond, uh, once a year, they, there'd be something like maybe 40 diamonds. And out of that, the VS quality diamonds would probably be about 12 to 15. With with strong color, every diamond at the Argyle Tender is super strong color. Tender's done. No more tenders. The Argyle mine is closed. Mm -hmm. Diamond like this, several years ago, 375000 Today, easily over half a million dollars. Easily over half a million dollars. Where where can it go? It can only go up from here. It's so rare. It's so beautiful. You know, not everyone can can have a diamond that you can hold in, in the palm of your hand that's that's worth a, a studio apartment, but they're gorgeous. And people who want to protect their wealth long term and have the money, something like that is fantastic. Or you could look at something like a one carat vivid, you could get into the market for under $60,000. So give us a call. We're more than happy to show you a couple diamonds, show you how it works. Very easy market, not as subjective as the art market or wine market. We're talking about true rarity. So give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, in closing, I mean, what a week that was. Um, you know, one of the things that are coming to an end, uh, besides the Argyle mine that came to an end a couple years ago, is what this report is showing in, in a reversal and an end to further rate hikes. Um, obviously, unsurprising in those recent comments from, from Powell earlier last week, uh, many members of the Federal Reserve suggest that bond yields have become too restrictive 
which is suggesting an end to further rate hikes. And this is pretty much how they say no more without saying it. According to this report from Lance Roberts, realinvestmentadvice.com, um, the Fed's soft landing hopes are too optimistic. The con- context of their recent report, the Bull Bear Report, uh, shows and discusses the long record of the Fed's economic growth projections. And really what it comes down to, all of their Fed projections, they are, are historically the worst economic forecasters ever. And when we do see those rate cuts, that's when we see stagflation begin. And remember what happened during the during the 1970s, stock market, stock market investors lost about 49% during the 1970s. It was a brutal time for any investor to be in mainstream assets. But those people who invested in real assets did quite well, um, whether it be from precious metals, which went up from 838% for gold, 1100% for for silver, farmland went up, real assets went up. This is the super cycle that we're talking about in commodities. We're seeing this happen right now from all the small, the orange juice, coffee, sugar, copper, cobalt, nickel. They're starting to pick up and they're starting to uh, run away. Um, what's interesting during that time, Jeremy, um, very selective parts of real estate in, during that decade, some did well, some didn't. So it's, you have to be very mindful. I don't know what's going on in real estate right now, but it's definitely not a time to roll the money or roll the dice with our wealth. We don't want to take chances. You want to make wise decisions with our wealth, especially what's coming up. Um, it doesn't seem very uh, very optimistic, but we here at Guildhall are very optimistic. This is wealth protection, yes, but super uh, wealth generating as well. Absolutely. The gains in precious metals are going to be spectacular. Give us a call. We'll show you We'll show you the numbers. You'll be very excited about the prospects in the market. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. That does it for another edition. Thank you so much for everyone joining us. If you missed a show, check us out on YouTube, and we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.